Welcome to the OKC First podcast. Together, we're learning to do three things. Friendship with God. Friendship with one another. And open friendship for the sake of the world. For more information about OKC First, please visit OKCFirst.com. Our scripture reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out. To sow. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Brian, Chesney, and team. I am thrilled at the opportunity to stand in front of you today. My name is Jason Smith, and I'm one of the pastors here on this ministry team, and I am so grateful that I get to be one of your pastors. We are in the middle of a sermon series with our senior pastor, John Middendorf, called The Academy, as we learn and find ways to become disciples, apprentices of Jesus. And our senior pastor is not here today. Here's he and Kelly. This is them just on Wednesday night at the chicken and pickle event. And uh, John was, Kelly both, um, Kelly did not play. John was an impressive left-handed pickleballer. He had this really nice kind of cutting serve you wouldn't expect from a lefty. And uh, we miss him. He sends his greetings. He and his wife are in Washington, D.C., visiting uh, Mindy Bantz, who's moved there to work at the Pentagon, and they're being together with one of their closest friends. And so looking forward to bringing you the gospel news today. During this year of Jesus, we are looking at the gospel text each and every week, and we're in Matthew 13 this week. And I got to say, as I have prepared for this sermon, I have felt a bit out of sorts. I've told a couple of you in my Sunday school class this morning, I feel like what I usually bring to you when I preach a few times a year is enthusiasm and joy. I I just like, I want you skipping out of the church. When I have a Sunday school class or the year-long disciple Bible study that happens on Wednesday nights, we'll be starting to look at Richard. Yes, yes. I want you to be skipping to your car because you know that God loves you and he has commissioned you to love the whole world. And that that is the gospel, the good news. You are bearers of the good news. And yet, for the last three weeks, I have had a message on my heart that is different. It's not on brand. It's not skip out of church, Jason. What a strange thing to almost feel like you're not in your own shoes when you're up on the platform. But yet, I do feel like God has placed something on my heart with a few life experiences that I want to share for you today. But I wanted to give you warning, especially some of our teens. I would be much more comfortable bringing you Michael Jordan highlights and commentary on Taylor Swift songs. That's more Smith Brandt. If you've been around, just the joy and happiness. Hey, would you want to see this clip of Michael Jordan? Or, hey, let's talk about this love triangle with Taylor Swift, right? Like there's this, so I, I, that's kind of what I feel most comfortable. So I may be out of sorts a little bit. I want you to be praying for me. I'm actually going to start with prayer. And then I would love for you to be praying for me. And 
I just can't get away. Perhaps this sermon is for you. It may not be for everyone, but as you listen to it, perhaps this sermon is for someone who's not in church this morning. And you can send them this YouTube link and say, I think God had this for you. I want to trust the spirit and the preparation. And I would love for you to have a little bit of grace for me in these moments. I may read more than usual, but man, God is with us. God is good. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he has for us this morning. Let me pray. Jesus, it's in these moments we give ourselves to you and I give myself to you. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you in this moment. And we ask that your spirit, as I speak, would speak the words that you've given us this morning. We love you. Amen. Now, Brian read this first few words in this gospel passage. A sower goes out to sow. In Matthew 13, it says, Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, a sower went out to sow. Oh, I love this passage. I love this passage because Jesus looks for good soil. There's rocky soil. There's soil that's on the path, and there's soil that comes up with thorns. If you're not familiar with that passage, I'm going to read a little bit of the kind of places that the sower sows the seed. In verse 4, it says this, As he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew and choked them up. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. I was given this passage in the Gospel of Mark. This is one of those parables that's found in both Matthew, Mark, and Luke, one of those kind of beloved parables that we see in the Gospels. And I was given this passage, and I'm going to give you a quick rundown of that sermon before we get a chance to find our way through the sermon this morning. We're going to have a moment where we're going to be looking at the Gospel according to the country music singer Jelly Roll. Doesn't that sound like an adventure? It is somewhat like my disciple class and Sunday school class, where there's some scripture, some stories about Jason's life, and then I hope if we have time, we get to wrap it all up in the end. So let's get going. You know something about sowers in this state. This statue is on the South Oval at the campus at the University of Oklahoma in Norman, and it's pretty famous. It actually depicts David Ross Boyd, OU's first president, who took half of his first salary, his first year as president of the first university as it began, and planted seeds of trees that are still growing now on the campus of the University of Oklahoma. It's also on the seal of the University of Oklahoma, that same picture. There's also another seeds to sower statue. It's my favorite. It's on the campus of OUHSC downtown, OU Medical, OU Health. That's where my wife works. Oh, this is when the mums are out. Oh, I love mums. But this is the statue downtown on the campus if you go to OU Health or OU Med. You know something about sowers. Well, to make a long sermon short that I preached a couple of years ago in June, this is what I mentioned. In this parable, Jesus spreads the message of his new kingdom, the good news of the gospel, 
and he spreads that good news indiscriminately. You don't have to be cleaned up, perfectly looking good soil for Jesus to come and bring you the good news. Jesus spreads his gospel everywhere to everyone, on the path, on rocky ground, on thorns. Jesus sends the love of the gospel to all places and to all people. The character of God from beginning to end is that God loves everyone and is seeking and finding and searching for all people, especially for those who are on the margins. Jesus just doesn't look for perfect soil, but he loves the rocky soil, the thorns, the hard red clay dirt. It may be easier to make bricks out of red clay than it is to try to plant a forest, but Jesus doesn't care. He's going to spread the good news of his word, the good news of the kingdom, everywhere, even to you. That was the message that took about 30 minutes two years ago in June. I listened to it. It was full of joy. For those of you who remember, I passed out like this little golden balls of joy all over the sanctuary, running through. I think I drove our um, camera people wild because I just ran through the pews handing out joy so you would know that no matter what and no matter who you are, God is searching for you. You don't have to be good and perfect soil for God to come seek you and find you. And for some of you, that's what it means for you to be a good neighbor. And you've taken that to heart. I have a story about a good neighbor. That neighbor's name is Adrian Hauck. Adrian, wave at me. You've been praying for me all week. Adrian, a month ago, called me and said, well, right before VBS, so maybe a couple months ago, time goes by fast, that one of your neighbors named Chris, one of your old neighbors, Chris, had passed away. And there wasn't going to be a memorial service. And so Adrian came to me and said, would you be willing to host a memorial service at the church? And I said, of course. Chris was 27 years old, and Chris was a friend to all. Chris had struggled in his life, his whole life, with addiction, and yet he had taken the courageous step towards moving towards sobriety. His favorite song was Save Me by Jelly Roll. His sister and dad, as we were preparing for the memorial service, thought it would be good to play that at the service. And of course, I said yes. Now, I had never heard of Jelly Roll. And I said yes to something that I wasn't ready to say yes to. When a family wants to play a song at a service, your first answer, without hesitation, is a jolly-hearted Michael Jordan and Taylor Swift, yes, yes, it sounds great, save me, what a great song. This is, is going to be great. So yeah, sign us up, we'll play that song. I did not know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> now, Jelly Roll. Uh, the song that we're about to hear doesn't have any explicit lyrics, but on most of his songs, that little box with E is, does appear on those songs. So I would say the most of his catalog has explicit lyrics in them. I want you to hear a portion of the song that was played during that funeral service. 
And I want you to just sit in the context of a 27-year-old who had struggled with addiction and health complications and those addictions cost him his life. A friend to all. And this was his favorite song. Now, for those watching our online congregation, due to copyright issues, if we were to play that song, you two would take down our live stream. So we are going to be muting our live stream for those who are watching online. The lyrics will be on the screen in front of you, but if you want to, in the chat along to the right side of the sermon right now are the three portions of the three songs we're going to play, especially if you're watching this not live and later. If you want to pause and whether you use Apple Music or Spotify or want to go to the store and buy a CD and put it in your CD player, if you want to do that, you can pause and then you can listen to the fullness of the song and then come back to the sermon. So you may be two or three minutes behind by the time we're through, but we didn't want to lose our online congregation, which we are just so grateful for, but I also wanted to have you to hear it in this space. So an extra step for our online congregation, but for that I apologize, but hopefully you'll be able to stay with us. So Grant, would you please play those first minute and 30 seconds of Save Me by Jelly Roll. Two, three. Is that on? Thank you. I turned uh, my mic off so you wouldn't hear my singing. Adrian, it was a devastating moment. Um, Everyone was in tears. And I thought in that moment, God is here in this lament. No one is a lost cause. There is no wasted time. No one is damaged beyond repair. When it seems like your life has been shattered, when your life has shattered your hopes and dreams, God is present in your lament and in your despair. 
We all have ways of coping with the difficulties and hardships of life. Life is hard. I think, Pastor Steve, that's the number one thing I've learned in 21 years of pastoral ministry here. Everyone is going through something. And it may not look like it to you. You may look around and think that someone's life is all the way put together. But everyone is going through something. That line that you've heard on a t-shirt or online, be kind, for everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about, that rings true. And we all do with those stress, those losses, and those trials in a variety of different ways. We all have to cope with the trials that life brings our way. My friend Matthew has struggled with addiction and has been in and out of jail his whole life, just like Jelly Roll. I once told Matthew that we really aren't that different, he and I. I talked with Matthew yesterday. He says he planned to watch this morning. And Matthew, if you're watching online, I love you and we love you. I told Matthew that we aren't much different and that when I get stressed, I need an outlet to, I need to find a way to cope. And the way I do that is I drink as much and eat as much sugar as I possibly can. <laughs> Matthew's life and family and context led him to choose something different. And then he would say to me, I wish I would have or could have chosen sugar. We laughed at how different and yet how similar our lives were and how similar your lives are. I probably don't have to tell you the ways that you cope with trouble, what you may do to try to forget and to not think about the pain in the moment. Matthew would say to me, right over here and in my office, Pastor Jason, what do I do when I'm not supposed to turn to what I usually turn to? And I am not an expert, and I wish and hope that you can give me grace in this moment. We're going to give you ways and resources to help by the end of the sermon. But in that moment, I told Matthew, turn to us. Because we need one another. We need relationships. And if you've been here from any sort of time, you've heard the word from that pastor back there and the pastor who's been in this pulpit for 16 years. It's all about relationships. There's a reason that AA and NA have been so successful. You cannot face life alone and you can't face trouble alone. And when your coping mechanisms have become hurtful for you or others around you, you need help to know how to overcome those habits. Local recovery groups, including Celebrate Recovery, are ways to move forward together. People matter. Churches matter. It's all about relationships. Adrian, the final moment of the memorial service was the opportunity for those who were in the presence to give thanks for the young man whose life was lost and to recognize his courage for beginning the process to find sobriety. He reached out to his sister 
And she helps him get into contact with the Oxford House and TRC. TRC stands for the Recovery Center, which is run by the state of Oklahoma's Mental Health and Substance Abuse Center. We were able to let people know who were there to remember Chris, that there were resources if they needed help, and that reaching out is a courageous act. One of the resources we left them with was 988. For those of you who are unaware of what 988 is, it's another three-digit hotline number like 911, and it works like this. 988 is a direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with a trained behavioral health professional that can get all Oklahomans the help they need. And I like this line, getting help can be hard, so we made it easier. The mental health professionals on the other end of the line are here to help guide you. Adrian, that was a devastating moment at the conclusion of that song. But I hope that so many there, that in our conversations, a lot of the friends of Chris and family had struggled as well with addiction and mental health. And my hope was that we could share this resource with them and now, a few months later, this resource with you, if you were unaware. In the Church of the Nazarene, we believe that God can work alongside these incredible agencies to bring about hope and change, and we believe Jesus can be a part of it. No one is a lost cause. There is no wasted time. No one is damaged beyond repair. This is the soil that Jesus sends his love and his grace and his compassion, often through you. And you are commissioned for the call to embody the gospel like Jesus shows us in the sower. And that means being good neighbors. Since that song, Adrian and I have been talking and I've become somewhat of an expert on jelly roll. Yes, I've watched all the clips. I've seen the very explicit lyrics uh, documentary on Hulu. Uh, I don't know if there's a bleeped version, but it may not be very complete because it is pretty full of uh, curse words. Adrian and I have been talking about Jelly Roll. This is a man who has been in and out of jail 40 times, struggled with addiction, and has found sobriety and not perfection by any means. He'll be the first person to say, I'm on the journey. I have not gotten to a destination. But his latest album, he is writing for hope that people might find a way out. And the song called Save Me has been a voice for countless and thousands of addicts as it put into words how they have felt. And I have been sitting with that song, and maybe that's in some ways why I'm a little bit melancholy, because you can't listen to that song 50 times and not feel the weight of it. But the rest of this album, called Witsit Creek Church, I think, is full of songs and messages of hope. There's a song called Church, 
Friends who are watching online, if you've gotten to this point, I would encourage you to find, in whatever way you might listen to music, the song Church. I'm gonna be playing it starting from the minute and 20 second for one minute to the two minute and 20 second mark. But you can listen to the whole thing if you'd like to online. But for those of us here, I want us to listen to a song by Jelly Roll called Church. I guess there's just some things you just can't outrun. There ain't no back pew in this truck, so I'm forced to sit in the front. And it's funny how he's working in mysterious ways. Hell, I skip my share of sermons, so he brought one to this Chevrolet. have loved the journey of what is happening in this album. Sorry for that the lyrics guy was not on top of his job. But did you hear and see some of the lyrics? I guess there's just some things you just can't outrun. You cannot outrun Jesus who is coming for you. Like the sower, Jesus doesn't stand in the synagogue only sowing good seeds to the Pharisees because they look like good soil. He goes out and he finds those who needs him the most, and he often got in trouble for it. They may be asking the questions, what are you doing with those folks? I guess there's just some things you can't, just can't outrun. I want you to hear one last song when he finally gets back to church. I love that Jelly Roll says, <laughs> I've skipped my share of sermons, so he brought one to the Chevrolet. Doesn't God work in mysterious ways? It's one of the things that I said when I started these moments of preaching. This may not be for you, but this may be for a loved one. Maybe you don't send them a sermon, maybe you send them a song. I'm so glad that he's going to church. He finally does go to church in the iteration of this album that he's writing for us. I wonder what Jelly Roll would think of this sermon. But the last song for our online congregation is called Hungover in a Church Pew. Yes, uh, some little bit of giggle, a smattering of giggling. But I also want to recognize that some of us may be hungover in a church pew right now. We all have ways that we deal with stress. And maybe if you're not hungover right now, there may have been moments on a Saturday night that you felt like you needed to do what you needed to do, but you also needed to be in church. That was Jelly Roll. And so he writes this song. For those watching online, you can listen to the whole thing as well during this pause or the break in the sermon action. I'll try to be better at my lyrics. Usually, have you noticed, I'm just singing along. But the, we'll be listening and starting at the 49 second mark to and then we'll stop about one minute and 42 seconds into the song. Again, this is hungover in a church pew, and I'm looking forward to seeing 
the message you hear from this. Go ahead, Grant. Let's play it. I'm Oh, in the interest of time, I want, I, we can't play it, but I want you to hear that whole song. And I want you to see this line in it. Jelly Rolls come back to church. It ain't been a while, so I ain't gonna take my piece of bread and nip of the grape wine, even though it would keep my head from hurting. That move invites us to the table. No matter what you've done, who you are, or how you cope, Jesus is near. Jesus is coming for you, and Jesus loves you. It doesn't matter how long it's been since you've come to the table. The table is open. Here's the most beautiful thing about the sower. Not only does the sower sow indiscriminately to all, The sower forces no one. The sower is a farmer that has to wait. So hope is spread your way. Possibility is spread your way. New kingdom hope is on the horizon. But God does not force anyone into relationship with him. God, by the very definition of love, love is not coerced. So God spreads the seed of the good news of the kingdom even on that red, hard, clay dirt that doesn't even look like it's good enough to make bricks out of. And God loves you. And God waits. And God waits. And God waits for the harvest to come. And some of you have partnered with God as good neighbors to till the ground of your friends and neighbors and family members in ways that there may just be a little bit of green life coming up through cracks in red, hard, clay soil. And so with open hands, we come to God, to an open table. Again, that is open to all, but no one is compelled. And so, the parable of the sower is the gospel answer to the song Save Me by Jelly Roll. 
No one is a lost cause. There is no wasted time. No one is damaged beyond repair. If you are helping with Eucharist this morning, let's set set this table and spread this love. Jesus, we ask in these moments that you would, by your grace and by your Spirit, come alongside of us, however, God, we needed to hear these words today. Would you bless these elements and transform them into the very good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to us, a means of grace for our own transformation, forgiveness, and love, and that, God, by them we would be graced to love the world. If you think you're a lost cause, amen. (laughs) If you think you're a lost cause, there's hope. Jesus is near, and Jesus is coming for you. If you think your coping mechanisms are causing trouble for yourself and others, There's hope, and it's very courageous to ask for help. Jesus can use others, pastors, therapists, organizations, if you'd like that help. You don't have to do it alone. I will be standing around here if you'd like to talk to a pastor at the close of our service, and there's also other resources we can point you to. And then finally, you get the opportunity to be commissioned to share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom everywhere you go to all that you know. And this grace gives you the grace to do that for you and your neighbors. For it is the night that he was betrayed. Jesus took bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, do this in remembrance of me. That same night he took the cup and after giving thanks, he redefined it as a new covenant in his blood for the forgiveness of sins. Saying, take and eat in remembrance of me. And we are grateful for the gift of grace.